In this episode of the Soul Method Podcast, we do have some adult language. So if you have little ones around, grab your headphones now. Life is a winding road, no telling where it goes, driving through days and nights, won't stop Hi everyone, welcome back. I am Joelle Fawcett and I am your host and the founder of the Soul Method podcast, where our mission is to be your guide, to heal from the past, be at peace in the present, and create a future you love. And welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Soul Method Podcast, simply titled Integrity. And I am so excited to get into this with you guys tonight. And if you think it's going to be boring, because that topic may sound a little bland, stick with me. It's going to be entertaining, if nothing else, just because it's me. So this is a topic that I've been circling back to several times in the podcast because I wanted to make sure that I laid a proper foundation for us before I really dove into it. So that foundation is in season one of this podcast. So if you have not listened to season one of the podcast, you don't have to do it right now, but I do recommend that at some point, you know, you go back and listen to that because it will really round out your understanding of some of the things we are going to go through today. So let's start with the general integrity. How would you define integrity. What is it to be an integrous person or live an integrous life? What images come to your mind? How would you describe what that looks like? Because here's the reality. We all have met people in our lives, whether we knew them growing up or we know them now, who we would describe as being an integrous person, right? These are the people who seem to command a room when they enter it, not because they're particularly attractive, not because of the words that they say, the actions that they take, or even the positions that they hold, but it's because of the way that they energetically stand in themselves, right? Can you think of someone or people in your life who are like that? Or maybe it was a teacher you had growing up, a parent, if you were incredibly lucky, other family members or friends. Who are those people? And, you know, most of the time when I ask people how they would define integrity, what they say is doing the right thing. Even in the dictionary, Integrity is defined as the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles and moral uprightness. Now, for those of you who have listened to season one of the Soul Method podcast, you know 
that one of the core foundational principles of the soul method itself is the basis that there is no such thing as right or wrong, that it does not exist. And so this kind of throws the whole definition of integrity then into question. And to go into that a little bit, there is nothing right beyond the things that are based in love and freedom. And these things should feel airy and light and expansive and whole, while things that would be considered wrong are based in our ego and based in fear and separateness and are often feel contractive to us. And normally, when this happens to us, when we feel that we've done something wrong, we feel a concave happen in our solar plexus. And you've all experienced that before. We identify that as that, oh my goodness, we've done something wrong. What's actually happening is that we've done something out of our ego and out of fear and not something out of love and freedom, right? Now, often we grow up believing what is right and what is wrong based on what is taught to us. And I'll go into this a little bit. If you really want to walk through this thought process, go back to episodes three and four of season one of the podcast. It really goes into this. Um, But our parents, our teachers, our guidance counselors, our society and our culture teach us right and wrong. And if in our lifetime, we don't at some point cast off these imposed rules and instead choose for ourselves, we can never live an authentic and aligned life. There will always be a sense of resistance and a sense of pressure in our alignment. So back to our definition of integrity, if right and wrong do not exist as a judgment place, what does it mean to be a moral person? And is it possible to define morality outside of the rules of right and wrong? Because here's my belief, that living an integrous life should feel energetically expansive and free. It should feel light and airy and challenging, but not controlling. And most of the time, I see people where they say they're trying to live out of integrity. They're trying to live an integrous life. But what they're really doing is, unfortunately, trying to squeeze themselves into a too small cage of someone else's rules of morality. You ever been there? So even though our culture teaches us to do that, to, you know, behave as a kid, it's actually completely the opposite of what we're trying to accomplish if we are wanting to step into a place of living out of integrity. Because living by anybody else's ideals that are out of your own alignment only results in resentment. That's all that happens. And this is what happened to me. 
If you listen to the first episode of season one where I tell my story, I tried desperately for so many years to chase down the right and wrong that was defined by everybody else around me instead of choosing for myself. And honestly, I really think that this is why so many of us have experienced what we call a midlife crisis. Because we hit that point where the storm inside of us is screaming against everything that we've been taught that we should do. And at that point, we can't ignore it anymore. We can't ignore the screaming of our own hearts. And because we have no instruction on how to handle this or what's happening or how to process through, we instead allow our lives to explode. And in that, we are able to hopefully choose for ourselves. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. In the book, I don't know if any of you have heard the book. If you're listening on audio, I'm literally holding up a book right now. There's a book called The Four Agreements. It is by Don Miguel Ruiz. It is amazing. I highly recommend it. And in this book, he outlines this process of what happens to us when we are born and we are domesticated by our society through our culture. And in here he says, This domestication is so strong that at a certain point in our lives, we no longer need anyone to domesticate us. We don't need mom or dad, the school or the church to domesticate us. We are so well trained that our own domesticator is ourselves. We can now domesticate ourselves according to the same belief system we were given and using the same system of punishment and reward. Right. You guys totally have experienced this, right? This belief system becomes the book of law that rules our mind. We base all of our judgments according to this book of law, even if it goes against our own nature. Hence the midlife crisis that we arrive at after somewhere between 25 and 55 years on this planet. 95% of the beliefs that are stored in our minds are nothing but the lies we were taught by our culture through mom or dad or aunt or uncle or school or church. And we suffer because our authentic selves battles against these lies. One of um, the lesser known quotes by Martin Luther King Jr. goes like this. Most people fear Nothing more terribly than to take a position which stands out sharply and clearly from the prevailing opinion. The tendency of most is to adopt a view that is so ambiguous that will that it will include everything and so popular that it will include everybody. This is the reason why we don't step into an adult life of our own choosing. Because we fear nothing more than the thoughts, words, opinions, attitudes, and reactions of those around us. This is our greatest fear. And if we look at human society today, 
we see a place that is so difficult to live in because it is ruled by this fear instead of ruled by integrity and authenticity. Living this way when you are in the battle of the rights and the wrongs and the shoulds and shouldn'ts and the shame and the guilt from this domestication process versus the alignment and authenticity of your own being. Living in that battle, I truly believe, is hell on earth. Living an integrous life very well might be the most terrifying thing that you do because you cannot do it without a commitment to an authentic life. That means stepping out of the shoulds and the shouldn'ts, the rights and the wrongs, the domestication, and instead choosing for you where you stand and being okay that nobody else can be there with you. So all of that being said then, what is integrity? Integrity is a created and intentional commitment made by your word. It is an energetically bound place of standing or being. And you can create integrity anywhere at any time, and it is always the foundation for possibility. Integrity is workable. It is whole and complete, and it is also free of judgment and meaningless. It is not to be weighed. It is to be experienced. Integrity is being impeccable with your word, and your word is your place of power to create. And I've talked about this a handful of times on the podcast, about the importance of our words, about meaning what we say and saying what we mean, and how it is one of my personal pet peeves when someone says X and then does Y, and it becomes acceptable to have your actions not match your verbal commitments. And Whoever said that really dumb nursery rhyme, like, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Yeah, you're a fucking idiot. That is not true. Words are powerful. Now, can we become bulletproof to other people's words? Absolutely. I talk about that in season one of the podcast at length, about how when someone is speaking, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. Even if someone is coming at you and saying, you're this, you're that, you're whatever, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them and what they're going through. And so if you're feeling like you're at the mercy of other people's words and what they're speaking over your life, definitely check that out. It is the best way to live your life when there is nothing anyone can say to you that would rock you. and. Words have power. Your intentions and your commitment, your integrity manifests through your words. It is a force. It is the power you have to express, to communicate, to think, and to create. Who you are manifests through what you say. Energy follows intention. 
and intention follows your word. All of the magic in the universe rests on what you say. That's why they call it spelling. It quite literally goes back to the concept of casting spells. And it all goes back to your words. As a witch, as somebody who speaks with spirit, as a psychic medium, I'm very careful with what I say because I'm very aware of how that is the orient of manifestation. That is the place of conception of manifestation. And I believe that misuse of your word is black magic. Also from the book, The Four Agreements, if we break down the word impeccable, because that is integrity, being impeccable with your word. And out of that place comes your authenticity and your alignment. If we break down impeccable, what that term means is without sin. And to be clear, we're not getting like churchy here. Sin simply means anything against yourself, okay? Anything that is against your integrity is sin. Because your integrity comes out of that most authentic and aligned place, which is the peace of spirit and God that was placed in your heart upon conception. That's a very firm belief of mine that we all have a peace of God living in us and it is always there and it is what we are desiring to return to in this life, to return to love, to return to that perfect place in our hearts where we live out of spirit. When you are impeccable, you take responsibility for your actions, your words, and you do not judge yourself or others. Another way to think about this, that sin is an action against yourself. So I grew up going to church. I don't know if any we have any churchgoers out there. I know there's multiple religions, all that stuff, right? But I don't know if any of you know the story of Moses and the burning bush. It is in the Old Testament. And in that story, God speaks and Moses asks, who are you? What is your name? And the universe, God responds, Yahweh, which is Hebrew and translates, I am that I am. The name of God is not Jesus. It is not Buddha. It is not anything else besides I am. So anytime you say I am blank, what are you saying? Taking the Lord's name in vain isn't saying, oh my God, or cursing. It is saying, I am anything that is against the spirit of God that lives in me. I know that's a big one. Take a deep breath. <laughs> I remember the first time that I studied this and I studied an amazing man's work. Um, his name's Wayne Dyer. He is no longer with us, unfortunately. However, I can't help but smile when I think about him his books, his sharing of this knowledge, and all he did while he was here on earth. And the work he also did with a man named James Twyman, 
in the book, The Moses Code. So if you want to go down that rabbit hole and learn a lot more about that, I highly recommend the work of Wayne Dyer and James Twyman. And going back to this, anything that you say that starts with that phrase, I am, you either create pure magic or you create black magic that goes against that spirit of God in you. You choose. You can measure the impeccability of your word by your level of authentic self-love, which is love of spirit. That is love of God. I am not the person to talk to if you want to be a martyr and like, you know, mea culpa, beat yourself across your back or believe that suffering is the way to find God. Because I don't believe in any of that. I believe that when we authentically love ourselves, that is the process of loving God in us. I'm not talking about loving our ego. Okay. It's not about material things, not about the stuff. Okay. But loving ourselves is a completely different thing. Loving ourselves authentically and from a whole place. And to do that, what that means literally, doing self love is knowing who you are, knowing your integrity, knowing your place of alignment and living there. Self-love is saying yes when your integrity needs to say yes. Self-love is saying no when your integrity says no. Self-love is trusting spirit. And self-love is living an integrous life in a way that probably doesn't conform with the right and wrong of society, but is 100% true to you. And true to you, true to spirit inside of you. I heard a while ago that when someone lives an authentic and self-expressed life, it is the exhale of God. It is the manifestation of some piece of her on this planet. And I believe that. I believe that that is spirit's greatest wish is to be made manifest through you and through me by us living integrous lives. And how you feel and speak about yourselves is directly proportionate to your personal level of integrity. It's interesting in the work that I do and the amount of people that I talk to and how so often I feel so sad because I hear people speak about themselves or speak about others, which really is only a reflection of how they feel about themselves. And I just think that we can do so much better. When you find this place of integrity, when you find your alignment, it will feel expansive. You'll know. And out of that place, you can create anything in your life. That is the place where hell ends and heaven on earth begins. That's the place in the heart where you sense freedom where you sense love and lightness, and that is your clue to lean in. And that is what it means to live a life of integrity. And as we bring this to a close, how are you guys doing? I hope you are feeling good. 
I hope you're feeling that sense of freedom within you now, that you're wanting to dive into yourself deeper and explore more of those parts of yourself and make them manifest. Because you are the only you here. And if you don't, no one will. And that peace of God that lives inside of you will go with you. As always, I would love to hear from you. You can hit me up at the Soul Method Facebook page, which is at the Soul Method Yoga, or you can email me, which is Joelle at the Soul Method, J O E L L E at the S O L Method.com. And I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time. Life is a winding road No telling where it goes Driving through days and nights Won't stop for traffic lights